Are you a woman who desires to level up your life and become the greatest version of yourself? If so, then this is the podcast for you. No one should be stopping you from becoming a badass, empowered woman. We want you to be mentally and physically resilient, capable of overcoming all obstacles and conquer your dreams. Unfortunately, though, we live in the dark about what's actually holding us back from achieving those desired outcomes. Even though what you'll hear is brutally honest, raw, and completely unfiltered, you need to know that we come from a place of love. You know what they say, tough love is real love. And we want to expose you to the hard truth so you can start actually living the life that you've always intended to live. This This is Wake Wake the the Fuck fuck Up with Anne-Marie and Justin. we not there's just justin jacking his mic off over there <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> this is a continuation of the binge eating discussion right and so in this one we're going over what exactly are we doing we're going to go over <laughs> coping mechanisms um how i dealt oh, right. and coped with my binge eating um and how justin um <laughs> How we do my thing with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. Which exactly. is, yeah. And, and the thing we have to preface here is that it's so, so individualized. Yeah. But I can give you general ideas of what I do. and uh, But at the end of the day, you got to figure out if it works for you and how. And that's, yeah. you know, there's no other way around it other than one-on-one and personalized attention. But, yeah, I mean, this is important to discuss. So I'll, you know, try to be given out as much value as I can. But Yeah. And I'll also throw a disclaimer in there. Let me just kind of say that I I don't know you individually. I don't know you and your mindset and your, your mentality and how strong you are mentally, but you are not going to be able to do this on your own if you are already off the bat a mentally weak person, mm-hmm. right? Like if you already cannot, like if you've never successfully d- done a diet or you've never successfully um, done anything to where it, it took a lot of mental strength or whatever, you know, don't even try to attempt to, to, to heal on your own. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And that's okay because, and that's why there's other people on this earth to help you. Right. So kind of reaching out and, and being okay with accepting help for, for this issue. Again, if you actually do want to heal, um, is going to be huge in this process. I was able to do it on my own because I know I am a mentally strong person. I've never dealt with anything like this before. I have successfully gone through a prep, and I I acknowledged that I have control over over my own feelings, my own choices, this, that, and the other. So kind of to dig deep into mine, and then um, Justin will go through a few few coping mechanisms that I'm sure are very, very similar um, but probably a little bit more broad than mm. than mine are. But so long story short, I acknowledged that it was an issue. Right. I told you guys that I, I sat there that one day. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I just don't want to be like this anymore. Right. And from that point on, I literally made it my 24 seven mission to to solve this and, and resolve this issue and I did a lot of research. I literally sat on my laptop every single day for hours a day trying to figure out what, like, 
what do people do? How do I even tackle this? How do I even go about this? And, you know, I talked to my mom about it a lot. And you know what the funniest thing is? All the research I did didn't help me at fucking all. The The only thing that helped me was talking to my mom about it, mm. which is so funny because I sat there and I did so I did hours and hours and hours of research. And the only thing that helped me was my mom talking me through it and, and helping me understand it. Right. And that goes back to, like you said, therapy. Right. Seeing seeing a psychiatrist and seeing somebody that you can talk to about about the issues, the underlying factors and the reason why this is even happening. So she kind of broke down, broke it down for me and explained that it's not it's not an external issue it's not some some quick fix that's going to happen you have to mentally accept it and things that we did together was kind of explaining number 1 i need to acknowledge i'm doing it right so the second that i realized that those patterns are happening again those triggers first of all i completely stopped buying ice cream <laughs> <laughs> Because that was the biggest trigger for me was ice cream. Because again, like I said, it was a habit. I ate pretty much the same thing every single time. And then not only was it binge eating, but then it was habitual binge eating. So <laughs> I noticed that starting off with like literally that one small bowl of ice cream and then like escalating from there, that was my biggest like trigger as far as continuing it, right? Yeah. So acknowledging certain things that that were making it escalate to be more than it was, right? Acknowledging that, number one, completely stop buying ice cream just as a whole. Don't even have it in the house, so you don't even have the choice to even start, right? And because I didn't have those comfortable habits of of putting that into place, it didn't, it ran through my mind, but not as much as it, it used to, right? Number one, accepting the fact that I actually wanted to change. I had to literally tell her every day, I don't want to be like this. I want to change. I don't want to be like this. I, I want to change. I don't want to lay on the couch. And I don't want to feel this way. And I would literally pinpoint every single thing that I felt, right? I don't want to feel like I need to puke. I don't want to feel worthless. I don't want to feel, feel depressed. I don't want to feel upset with myself. Like, pinpointing the words and the feelings that I had towards myself when I felt like that and saying that that is not a way that I want to feel. And it's almost like confirming that your negative affirmations towards yourself are ways that you don't feel about yourself, right? So it's like, you know, in the morning when you say your positive affirmations, I'm strong, I'm, I am confident, I am beautiful, I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm confident, I'm beautiful, right? And that sounds annoying as fuck, but you say it to yourself enough every single day, it becomes true. So she was almost, she was almost conditioning me to even, even though I did not want to feel that way, there was still pieces of me that were Mm -hmm. wanted to fall back into being comfortable and being okay with it and accepting that, okay, this is just how I am. This is what I'm going to do. And instead she almost, she literally conditioned me to say every single day, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to do this. I don't want this. I don't want this. And then after saying it every single day, like I started to literally like feel it and believe it. And the second that I would feel that little trigger to go reach for the ice cream or go reach for the popcorn or whatever it was to start this, this cycle, it would pop in my head. And then it was like, nope. And I would just put it right back. And I would like 
chug some water or whatever it was that I was doing. And, you know, it's funny because the second that I actually made the conscious decision that I wanted to change, I, I didn't binge. Yeah. That, that's literally it. And it's so funny because it just literally took that one switch. It wasn't like I would binge every once in a while from then on out. No, I literally cut it cold turkey. And, and it's funny because I would, I remember this so vividly and Drew brought, bought ice cream once and I was like, fuck, like this is, <laughs> this is a test of my power. And I went to grab it and I literally remember picking it up, opening it and looking at it. And I just started crying because the only thing that went through my head was that I'm not worthless. And I fucking closed it and put it back in the freezer. Mm. And, and like, I'm like getting tears to my eyes now because I, I consistently think of that, you know, and I really honestly, deep down, do you believe that? And I didn't want to feel worthless. I didn't want to feel, feel depressed and feel like pity on myself and feel like shit all the time right and it's saying and it's so weird saying those affirmations to myself every single day and accepting that this is a way I don't want to feel and knowing and reminding myself every day that I do want to make this change I don't want to feel like that anymore I don't want to be like that anymore and saying it every single day out loud to myself Mm -hmm. and making that conscious decision to change that was it yeah. That's literally all that it was. And and removing all external factors, removing my weight, to fucking throw the scale in the trash, right? Don't look at my weight. Don't look at my body in the mirror every single day and fucking stare at yourself, you know? And, and as a competitor, I know the girls listening to this, we do that every day. You look at yourself in the mirror every single day and you judge yourself. Yep. You pinpoint. And, and <laughs> it's so funny because – other people around you will be like, you're, you're perfect. You're this, you're that, you're this, that, and the other. But every single girl, and I still do it today, I wake up every morning, I look at my body in the mirror, and I judge myself. But you can either judge yourself negatively or you can judge yourself positively, right? And you can say, yes, I am not exactly where I want to be as far as it goes for being stage lean or whatever your goal is, but look at all these positive positive aspects of of who I am and and the way that I look and the way that I feel and how healthy I am you know and that's really just it's just a big mindset shift and again like Justin said it's not just about that you know there's other underlying factors and and it could be from past trauma or or whatever it may be and mine thankfully was not you know mine was just from a deprivation of food and calories and having the mindset I always have to be on a diet. So when I'm not on a diet, I need to stuff my face, you know, and just having that negative relationship with food. So really, and you know, this goes hand in hand, right? This goes positive affirmation and negative affirmation, you know? So if you wake up every single day, for instance, looking at yourself and judging yourself negatively and saying bad things about yourself, Do you really mean that? Like if someone were to say the things to you that you say about yourself every Mm. single day, would you be pissed? Yeah. You know, if someone literally looked at you every single day, woke up and some bitch walked in your house, looked at you every single day and said, you are fat, you are ugly and you are fucking worthless. Would you be pissed or would you just be like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Right. So like the, and the, and that's the thing is the things that you're telling yourself 
every single day is what you're going to believe. Yeah. You know, so if you wake up every day and you say, I'm worthless, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I, I suck, then guess what? You're worthless, you're fat, you're ugly, and you suck. Because it is, you're, you're telling yourself that every yep. day, so you're believing it. So the biggest thing that my mom taught me is we're going through this process is whatever you're saying to yourself every day is true. If it's negative, if it's positive, no matter what it is, it's true, right? So when you have these negative thoughts about yourself, for instance, I'm worthless, I'm ugly, I'm fat, write them down. And look at them and look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I honestly worthless, ugly, and fat? And if you do honestly believe that about yourself, then make a shift. Make a change, right? Accept it and make a change, you know? And, and you honestly believe that about yourself because you honestly believe it about yourself. Not because fucking Sally Sue down the street said it, but because you believe it about yourself. Accept it, acknowledge it, and make a shift. But if you look at it and you say, like, I know sometimes I notice I do this and I think that, I mean, not to get super off topic, but I think that I do this because when I was a kid, a lot of people told me I was stupid because I can't spell or whatever, you know, I'm not not good at school or whatever it might be, you know, I'll catch myself every once in a while. If I, if I didn't acknowledge it though, I, I wouldn't realize I'm doing it, but I catch myself every once in a while and I'm like, fucking idiot. Or I'm like, so stupid. I'm like, why am I so stupid? Or, you know, like s- things like that. I'm like, stupid fucking idiot. Like literally, I say that to myself. And then I catch it yeah. and I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't believe that I'm stupid. Like I don't actually believe that I'm stupid. I think it's just because it was conditioned in my mind as a child so much that it's just like, it's habit. Yeah. People call you stupid enough, you're going to believe that you're stupid, right? Or you're going to say that you're stupid even if you don't believe it. So, and that's one of the, the biggest negative things that pop up that I say about myself that I write down. And when I say it or before I'm about to say it, I decide and make the, the conscious choice to not do it, right? And say something instead, right? Which is why every single morning you're strong, you're confident, you're beautiful, you're yep. strong, you're confident, you're beautiful, right? So picking those affirmations that are going to work for you that that go hand in hand with your negative thoughts and then and then coping it from there. And honestly, I think that's the biggest thing that helped me get through mine was believing that I didn't want to be like that anymore and not just saying, "Oh, I don't want to be like this," right? pinpointing how I felt about myself, pinpointing the negative thoughts I had about myself, the way I mentally felt and like the way I viewed myself when, when I was in that, that, that low point, you know, and saying, I don't want to be like that. And then truly believing that I didn't. And that's literally it. And you can, like I said, you can do as much research as you want. You can sit there on your laptop for hours and hours like I did. Mm -hmm. But honestly, Getting help from somebody who has your best interest, who actually cares and loves you as a human being, you know, and I'm not saying go to your mom because not everyone's mom is my mom, (laughs) nor am I saying contact my mom, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm saying if you honestly truly want help, you need to get help, not from, I mean, you can go to a doctor, but go to someone that you genuine, genuinely feel as if has your best, best interest and genuinely loves and cares about you as a human being, right? Because that's the only way that that shift's going to happen because they're going to take time to every day remind you, <clears throat> not only for you to remind yourself, but they're going to remind you every single day 
you are beautiful, you are confident, you are strong, and you are not worthless, and you do not feel pity on yourself, Mm -hmm. right? So I honestly think that's – that. I mean, that is. That is the the thing that helped me make that shift, and I still do that today, you know? Yeah, that's great. Wow. That's a good one. That was really good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like I said before in the last episode, I mean – Everybody shows up definitely with this stuff, and you know. So I'll I'll talk about this real quick. Um, the thing that I am seeing, and this is pretty much I think what happens with people who are dieting due to body image dissatisfaction, body dysmorphia. Yeah. Right. Is that we we have these sort of like um, sub personalities, right? I I talk about this. Once in a blue moon, but on Instagram that is. But yeah, I mean, he, here's the way it kind of happens, and uh, it's let's. The thing is, for me, I understand this, but I've never had any issues with food or binging or restrictions. I mean, you know, what I mean, I've dieted, I've done that crazy stuff, weighing food, kind of macros, but I never held had like guilt or shame or felt the need to like pick out on ice cream because I've been deprived, you know. <laughs> and then you know what I mean. But this is yeah. what happens for people. It's like this. We have these sub-personalities, so we have, you know, for a lot of people that are listening to this, maybe you guys can understand this because you've done it, but you have the critic, right, the per- perfectionist person, sub-personality saying, you have to diet, no one's going to like you unless you lose weight, blah, 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 right? Why do we do it in the first place? Yeah. And that's the first question, like, why are we dieting in the first place? I mean, if you can't answer that question authentically and it's not a really good answer, then you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. It's not yeah. to say you can't diet, but if you're doing it for self-approval or for approval for others, not self-approval. Um, um, and acceptance, like, that's the wrong reason in the first place. Yeah. Right? Um, so you have that personality that's saying you need to diet, you need to lose weight. And then you do your, you know, chronic dieting, your double, you know, cardio workouts a day, double whatever. Cardio. You know, it's all like, that stuff. But and I then, always see it all the time. Round five at the gym. And I'm like, when you fucking leave, go take a shower, eat, and then go back. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> round 72. This is my 72nd round of cardio today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I can make fun of it because it used to be me. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we get caught in that dieting exercise cycle, obviously. And then it gets to a point where we can't maintain it anymore. And we're just fighting it. And you cave in. And then you binge. Yeah. Right? And then maybe there are other external factors. Stress, anxiety kind of bleed into that. Maybe. I don't know. Everyone's different. Yeah. And then we have the, you know, the binge eating subpersonalities telling you, you got to eat this food. Right? Yeah. Because you've been deprived for so long. And so this is what ends up happening is that then you get caught in that period of time for a night or two. And then whatever. The next day you have guilt you've read you know that's where the shame personality comes in like the guy on your shoulder is telling you like you suck you're not good enough you're worthless so you can't do anything right um and that's what i've i've noticed with girls who, who suffer from this stuff and and binge eating obviously and so what happens is that when you can't meet the demands and you, you have unrealistic high expectations set for yourself you fall into this binge eating part right like i just mentioned then the perfectionist personality, you know, kind of reinforces that that shame. And so you can't maintain that perfectionism, obviously. 
so you kind of get trapped with the with the binging, right? Do you know what I mean? So in a, in a way, the binging kind of saves you from uh, the the perfectionist mindset because yeah. you can't maintain it. You feel like a normal human again, and you've kind of restored like uh, normalcy, right? It's really interesting. So binging kind of reinforces the shame, but you also want to escape from that shame so you can get relief from that sadness and disappointment, right? And so for people, obviously, this kind of gets them into back into dieting and double workout sessions the next day, yeah. restricting, right? That's kind of what happens. Or you can yeah. get caught back into the binging again. So it can go either way, really. But for most people, it's probably the former, Yeah. right? Guilt, regret. So, okay, I got to restrict even more tomorrow and then that's go to a the gym twice. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens, I think, for people and it's like you have three different people talking to you and, you know, I could go more into this, but, um, that's what, that's at least, that's at least the first step for me is getting people to recognize that's, that might be what's happening and ask them, well, what are you hearing from other, you know, other subpersonalities? You know, yeah. what, what are the voices in your head? So that, that's the first thing right there. And, but here's the thing too, right? Is well, body dissatisfaction and body dysmorphia are the the root problems in the first place. So, like, you got to figure out why you're doing that, why yeah. you're dieting. Um, so that's there's a lot of things I I do and and use, but I will say that at least the two most you know important elements that are at the basis of kind of helping people get out of this is mindful eating and intuitive eating. Right. And I've, I've talked about this like extensively over the years, but you know, um, macro counting is one thing. I think that definitely, uh, feeds into the binging problem. This is what I'm talking about in the book too. Um, but it's not inherently a problem. It's just, we abuse it. And so come obsessed with it. Yeah. And it's like, you distract, you weighed an apple, like instead of just, and that's what I tell my clients too, instead of just typing in yeah. apple and just putting an apple into my fitness towel, these people are literally cutting up the apple, the pieces that they're going to eat, and then weighing the pieces and then putting exactly to a 0.3 milli fucking gram how much of the apple that they're going to eat. So... There's roughly tracking, which is what I preach. I mean, of course, unless you're you're competing, that's like a different beast. But for real life, roughly tracking where you type in apple, for instance, and you just put in an apple or obsessively tracking where you're weighing to every fucking milligram what it is or you're you're tracking hot sauce that mm-hmm. has zero calories in it or you're tracking um, uh, mustard or whatever the weird fucking shit that you're tracking. And don't get me wrong, like olive oil and stuff like that does add up and whatever, but there, there's a means to the end, to an end, right? It's, it's not a do or die. If you're off 20 calories, you know, it's not a do or die. If you, if you didn't, if you were over five grams of protein, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's macros. Like you said, I think it's, I think it's the obsession. Well, no, the root cause is the dieting. Why are you doing it in the first place? Yeah. So it's helping you. But here's the thing, too, is like, well, if we actually dieted in a way that that satisfied our needs for the right reason, then we could diet in a way that didn't involve macro counting and obsession, didn't restrict foods, and then we could prevent, potentially avoid binge eating. You know what I mean? 
that's kind of how I look at it. And you can. Yeah. Right. Binging is not because um, you're just stressed and being anxious all the time. It's also because, you know, you've just been cutting out all this shit, you know, that you didn't have to do. Yeah. Right. That's a very like easy fix. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's one of those, you know, occasions where you can fix it quickly, but again, doing it the right way. And so I've, I've talked about this in this article that I mentioned in the last episode, but yeah, it's like macros and restriction is the next is what follows after you diet. Obviously that's the path you're on. And then what ends up happening is you have physical and emotional stress from food and caloric restriction, right? Or, um, social detachment because obviously it affects your social life. Right. And then you have stress and guilt from that, from not eating food from, or from not eating these foods with these friends of yours, or maybe for just skipping out on the event. And then you kind of fall into the emotional eating compensatory behavior stuff. Yeah. Right. Which I mentioned, which is, you know, involving food and or exercise, body image issues, again, plateau, then feeds back into the dieting again, you know? That's that's kind of how I see it happening a lot. And um, so there there was actually um, – I was pulling this up earlier. I was trying to find it. But, like, I have these screenshots, like I mentioned before, of people who tell me they've got these eating problems. And I had this one email from a, a, a 37-year-old woman. I'm just, I just found it now who – this was you know, some time ago, a year and a half ago or so, when she said to me that, you know, it's not just young women. I'm 37 – with two kids and I'm more obsessed with food and exercise, how I look now than I was when I was 15. Yeah. It rules my thoughts daily and I'm constantly chasing the carrot, the perfect size, right? Whatever that is. I totally think my increase <laughs> in social media has played a large part of all this, but how to stop it. It's like an addiction. So that was what she said to me after I wrote this email. So yeah, it affects everybody. And I, like I said, social media has a role in this. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, Social so, media has a huge role in this. Yeah. Social media right. has a huge role in 90% of the fucking issues that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have this, and that's uh, another reason why, going back to what episode did we talk about um, social media influencers? And, oh, it was like two or three. Yeah, it was three. pretty early on. Maybe three. Yeah, it was pretty early on. The pitfalls of of social media influencers. Yep. Um, yeah, y- y- they put out this unrealistic view of how things should be in your life, how you should look, how you should act, how you should smell, how you should how you should Breathe. feel, yeah, <laughs> how you should drink water a certain way, like whatever it may be, it's it's this image that you're putting out there which I mean, let's be honest, who's actually surprised, right? Because we already had these these issues before with models who were extremely underweight and fucking rail thin so everyone was chasing that image of models in the magazine well now you sit here scrolling every single day looking at these quote-unquote models and this photoshopped bullshit (laughs) and people are are obsessing over trying to look like that because that's what people quote-unquote like because they have a lot of followers or a lot of likes or whatever and it's like it's it's just not realistic and that's why we thrive so much on being so transparent and what we do and what's going on in our lives and like we're not perfect at all and I have shared every single issue and downfall that I've had in my life with you guys right so it's like just know that if you want to live a happy well-rounded realistic life you don't have to look a certain way because 
fucking whoever with a million Instagram followers looks that way, right? Because I will tell you right now, I know a lot of those girls who have millions and millions of followers and who post on social media every single day and that's just their life. Like they're obsessed with it. That's their life because that's how they accept love. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty sad because that's the only way they accept the love, which is why they're so obsessed with it. Well, here's the thing too. Even though they may not have binge eating problems, the reason why they're looking this certain way and trying to maintain that is still a problem. Yeah. Right. It's their, it's stemming from something else. Yeah. Not everybody, of course, but definitely people are trying to look a certain way because that for them, like you said, it's how they get love. And then, uh, you know, it's almost it's very dysfunctional by itself just by doing that even if even if it's not binging or it doesn't result in binging yeah. right they're they're trying to um i I'll would tell say you exactly. escape from a some sort of root problem that they have no i'll resolved. tell you exactly what it is i know 100% for a fact exactly what it is that's how they're accepting love because they don't accept real human love in real life yeah like and then no why one, is that right yeah, yeah no one in real life is is showing them love and showing them care right so like their family their friends whatever their yeah. their sister their brother whoever it may be they aren't receiving love in real life so they have to do it over social yeah. media so for people that are influencers for them it's this you know chronic, chronic constant dieting competition yeah. stuff and then for people that are in the general population maybe it's just like people that i work with they're having have anxiety about it and then binge or whatever you know it's just mm-hmm. their way of expressing it definitely does that yeah. make sense? I think that's how I see it, but definitely. Um, but um, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot to say with this, but basically, my point here is, in order to really uh, get out of binge eating, you have to look at well, what's really driving it, and there are many things like I've alluded to, but that's when you use mindfulness exercises, mindful eating, intuitive eating, and having people really like pay attention to what their body's saying, but I think I made the mistake, and I'll be the first to admit this. I don't think I ever realized it, but when I first started helping people with this, I kind of fell in, I, I relied on those two things a lot without probably seeing what was going on at a deeper level with in their history and stuff, and that's because I didn't really know. And I think I've just evolved over the years and gotten better with it, but a lot of people will be like, yeah, I'm going to do restrictive or I'm going to do um, intuitive eating and mindful eating. And yeah, they're very simple concepts. Like we, like we fundamentally understand it, know what it is. Right. Yeah. But there are obviously a lot of subtleties within each one that um, we don't know how to use or implement. Right. We don't know what that is for a lot of people. So I will use that stuff all the time, but like, just because I tell you, you can't be like, okay, I'm going to write uh, foods in this that I eat in this food journal, track it, check my satiety, my fullness and craving levels, blah, 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 and that's it. You know, it doesn't work that way because if you still have – That's still it, an it's obsession. Still, it's still, it's still, still a Band-Aid in a yeah. lot of ways. Like that's kind of – you know, it, I like to use that a lot, that analogy, because it kind of is. It's, it's going to maybe help you temporarily, but if you still have – childhood problems or you have a lot of domestic abuse or issues or whatever going on in your life, stress, finances, relationship problems, then it's yeah. still going to still gonna overshadow that kind of temporary fix. Yeah, and you're still tracking, you're still measuring, not necessarily tracking macros, but you're still measuring mm-hmm. and, and being 
like kind of obsessing over the food and am I full? Am I not full? Can I figure out like, you know what I mean? So it's more of like exactly what you said, figuring out number one, the underlying issue. Is it because you were finishing up a diet? Is it childhood trauma? What is it? You know, is it, is it environmental issues around you? Is there Mm -hmm. something specific triggering it, you know, and taking it from there. And then number two, like I said before, you have to want to actually change. You have to want to tell you, like you have to tell yourself every single day reasons why you want to make this change. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, yeah, I want to change. So I'm going to tell you when I'm full, when I'm not full and you know, whatever, you know? So it's really figuring out number one, if you even want to change, because you can say, oh yeah, I want to change, but not truly believe it. Right. So sitting down and literally writing down all of the negative things and the reasons why you want to change to to every little single detail. Right. And then when those things come up, then you accept it, you acknowledge it and you say, I don't want to be like this anymore. So I'm just not going to fucking do it. Right. Yeah. So that's all I got. Yeah. (laughs) So let's go binge eat some pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) i know right was there anything else that you wanted to i really could i could go on forever and and dive into intuitive eating and stuff but it's really not the focal point of this but yeah i mean they're just tools that you use but you have to really dig and see what's causing you to have this sort of dysfunctional relationship with food in the first place is it really dieting is it stress is it anxiety all the above you know i don't know and then what's causing your point. stress and anxiety. <laughs> right. And how do you resolve that? Like yep. I have a lot of people that have anxiety and work with me just for that. Yeah. Um, and for some people, it just stops there. For others, it, it funnels into binging. So you have to fix the anxiety then and figure out what's causing that if yeah. that's what it is, right? Well, it's crazy too, not to really get on a tangent, but I feel like most of our podcasts are just fucking talking. We're just talking yeah. to each other on a tangent. But I like literally the other day when we just kind of laid there and just like relaxed and like watched TV. And I'm like, yeah, I do that like once a week for like a couple hours. And then I get up and like clean or go to the gym or whatever. But what I don't realize is that like, that's time that I enjoy because it's relaxing. I'm not doing anything because over the week I'm like always ripping and running, you know, doing something, mm-hmm. thinking about something. I just want to do something mindless and like a fucking zombie for one second. But like going into depression, and anxiety, there's literally people out there who just lay in bed all day and just think mm-hmm. and just think to themselves. Right. And if you're the type of person that does that, and you're sitting there scrolling and scrolling because what are you going to do? Just sit there and stare at the ceiling and think about how worthless you are, right? No, you're on social media, which is giving even more of a negative aspect to you mm-hmm. and what you're doing. So if that is you and you want to make a change and you want to say, I want to get up and better my life, but I just don't know how, right? Feel free to not reach out to me <laughs> <laughs> and reach out to Justin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Feel free to reach out to Justin because honestly, I hear the stories and and the women that he helps, and it's honestly it's it's incredible. And I have learned so much from him over over the past what year that we've known each other. Mm. But I'm at no level to help anybody with any kind of depression, anxiety, eating disorder issues at all. That's not my focus. Um, but Justin definitely 100% is. So if that's something that you, you feel like you're struggling with, 
feel free to reach out because he he's he's a genius at this. So I do my best. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but honestly, you know, don't, don't just hear from me. Like, go check out my website, nutritionback.fit, and you'll you'll find a couple of videos of clients that have had who have anxiety and or really binge eating or issues yeah. with food, and you'll see what they say about it. So. Um, if that piques your interest, then hit me up. I mean, I'll tell you right now that I don't spend my time doing this um, because it's very time-consuming and it's very hands-on. Like my last client, she literally was hitting me up like we just tied it like every other day, literally, and for months on end. And so, you know, it's just one of these things that I'll take a few at a time, but any more than that, it gets overwhelming. Then you can't really help them out because you're just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Then I have anxiety. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? So. Yeah, I got to pick my battles. But anyway, the point here is that you have a way out and I'm happy to at least chat with you and maybe help you if I can. But um, but go check out the website and see what I have up there. And then, you know, slide me a DM or an email, whatever you want. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and and being a part of this. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, um, give us feedback. If there's any other topics that you really want to hear us dive down Um, or dive down in or whatever I'm trying to say out of my mouth hole right now. I'm starving. Um, (laughs) Then leave it in the comments and we will cover it. And of course, be as vulgar and annoying as humanly possible per (laughs) usual. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye.